A recent theme that we've talked about a lot on the podcast is the fact that there is a possibility people use AI voice generators to generate fake spam um, content. You know, they can trick your family members into thinking it's you calling and asking for money um, and all sorts of other nefarious things. In response to this, tools like Eleven Labs have released um, AI speech recognizers. You know, you can put the AI speech in and it can tell you if it was generated um, by an AI. And so there's kind of this whole industry and there's this whole, um, you know, there's a bunch of issues. There's a bunch of really cool technology in this AI voice space. But today on the podcast, I want to talk about a really cool breakthrough that is happening um, by Meta in this space and how it kind of ties into what we've been seeing in the past in this field. So Meta just recently um, released VoiceBox. So essentially, they're calling it the most versatile AI for speech generation. Um, and of course, that is a bold claim considering things like Eleven Labs are pretty powerful tools and are able to, you know, train off of your voice and also do a number of other different voices doing text to speech. So what exactly is VoiceBox? When you're looking at kind of the general, essentially, it's a generative AI model that can help with audio editing, sampling, and styling. Um, and this type of tech they, th they say could be used in the future to help creators easily edit audio tracks, allow visually impaired people to hear written messages from friends in their voices, and enable people to speak foreign languages in their own voices. Essentially what this is, is just like Eleven Labs, it is a text to audio generator. But I think there are some really interesting breakthroughs that they've made with this um, that I'm not, I haven't actually seen in other places. So one of the things is that VoiceBox essentially can produce really high quality audio clips um, and edit pre-recorded audio. Um, and they can do a bunch of this editing automatically. So things like removing a car horn or a dog barking, um, all while still, you know, preserving the same context of the clip and style of the audio. Um, so essentially what this does is similar to how like Photoshop, right? They have their new AI feature where you have an image on there, you select a part of the image and then you text, uh, you, you know, write in like, you know, add a sun in the background or add a bicycle on the road. Um, and then Photoshop can add those. You're doing the same thing with audio now with Facebook's new model, where essentially you have your clip, you highlight something and you say, remove the dog sound or in, you know, I mean, essentially, eventually I would say you probably are going to do, start doing things where you're saying like insert this sound or that sound and you're just typing, you know, it's like text. So you don't actually have to go get the audio and it's able to generate it, which I think would be interesting. But at the moment you are able to edit and remove things, you know, remove this car horn here, remove this dog barking there. Um, and it's not, you know, like I've used a lot of audio editing. I obviously use a lot of audio editing software for this podcast here. And usually when something happens, you may have heard in the background, you know, a kid screaming or, a, you know, a car honking or sometimes my landscaper walking outside my window with a leaf blower. Um, and in those cases, if it's super disruptive, you know, I'll, I'll pause the audio and wait till the <laughs> wait till the sound is gone. But sometimes when it's just a single sound, I'll have to go and try to clip it out or try to lower the volume on that one split second. And there's a bunch of different things that, um, you know, need to be done. So this is going to be really interesting where you're not actually having to manipulate the audio in that way. You're simply able to just select it, tell it what to do, and it will do that for you. So I think that's really cool, and I have not seen that anywhere else. Talking about this new AI model, Meta said, in the future, multi-purpose generative AI models like VoiceBox could give natural-sounding voices to virtual assistants and non-player characters in the metaverse. They could allow visually impaired people to hear written messages from friends and read uh, read by AI in their voices, give creators new tools to easily create and edit audio tracks for videos, and much more. So I think they have a lot of really cool use cases for this beyond uh, just text to audio. Um, and I think that they're thinking about how they implement this into their overall tech stack, their overall infrastructure they're building. So when they're talking about the metaverse, 
yeah, so, you know, there's a game and there's a non-player character in there, an NPC, and they could have that thing talking in any type of voice. Now, what I think is really interesting with this is essentially this thing can take in up like as little as two seconds of audio. You get two seconds of someone speaking, two seconds of audio of that person's voice, and VoiceBox essentially can match the audio style and they can use it for, um, and they can clone a voice off of it. So this is something that I think is rather unprecedented. I mean, when I'm looking at using something like 11 labs, you can use less, but typically they recommend you use five minutes of audio. They say you're not gonna get anything much better with more than five minutes, but five minutes of audio, I'll usually throw in there uh, just to be safe on 11 labs. These, This is saying two seconds. That's absolutely insane. Um, it really has to leverage AI heavily because with just two seconds, there's like, they have to, they have to guess, they have to do so much guesswork about what you sound like saying different things and they just grab from those two seconds. So really, really impressive. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The other thing, like we, like I said, is they do speech editing and noise reduction. Um, and so you can identify the segment and get it to crop it out. Uh, so sort of like an eraser for audio editing. The other thing that it does is, and this has a major use case, I think in the real world, which is cross lingual style transfer. So essentially, um, when you give it a sample of someone's speech or them talking um, in English, it can then go and use their same voice to speak French, German, Spanish, Polish, or Portuguese. Those are the, the current languages that they're um, supporting. I think it's kind of interesting that they're not like the most popular languages spoken on the planet. Um, you know, like Polish is in there and stuff. So that's kind of interesting, but we'll see what other ones they roll out to in the future. But I think overall, this is really interesting. And this is really, uh, I think this has got a really cool use case, right? Like I go and, you know, want to go travel to Poland, for example, and beyond just having to use, uh, you know, Google Translate or something like that. If, you know, you had something that could literally um, speak for you, for example, you could talk and they could hear your voice uh, in that language in, but it's still your voice, right? It's not a translator. It's not someone else's voice. I think this is really interesting for all sorts of things, right? Like I've listened to international speeches from, you know, um, people in tech or politicians from other countries and, you know, trying to listen to what they're saying. And of course, they always have this like dubbed over voice of a person talking. And sometimes I feel like uh, some of the, some of the, I don't know, I feel like something is lost when it's not the actual person's voice. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but like if I'm listening to this big tech CEO unveil this amazing thing and the voice that's speaking just seems kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> I'm sure people will be offended, like goofy, right? Like, I don't know, sometimes the voice just does not match the face. And uh, I think that that actually is a, is a detrimental, it, it probably takes something away from the presentation. And so if I'm able to hear that person's voice uh, speaking my native language, I think that's going to be a massive, uh, I think that will be a massive benefit to a lot of people. And I think it'll be really cool. So um, even when the speech samples and the texts are in different languages, this capability could really be used in the future to help people communicate in a really natural and authentic way, even if they don't speak the same languages. And I think that's awesome. One other thing that this, uh, that VoiceBox does is they have what they call diverse speech sampling. So essentially having learned from um, diverse data, VoiceBox can generate speech that is more representative of how people talk in the real world and in the six languages listed that we're just talking about above, right? German, French, Spanish, Polish, and Portuguese. Um, and so essentially what they're saying here is a lot of times when you hear like a robot or an AI trained on how to speak, it's speaking almost like how you, almost like if I was to go and study, study Spanish, 
and like the words and the phrases and how it's said in the textbook is not necessarily indicative of how the people in that actually country in the actual country speak you know their slang or um, some of their phrases or words uh, might may not have gotten into that um, and so unfortunately when an AI model is trained off of some of that content it doesn't always carry over so this is cool because it is it's been trained on what they call diverse, diverse speech sampling, um, which essentially just means that these things talk how actual people talk in the real world in those languages using their own phrases. And it's not just direct translation like, you know, like, how are you doing? Um, you know, in France, for example, a lot of people would say salut, which is just like, so, you know, salute, like, what's up, you know? And so um, it. I think it's really cool that they have that in there. Um, and this should be interesting for the translations as well. Um, and I'd be curious to see at what level, you know, something like Google Translate does this. In any case, um, one of the big things that is grabbing people's headlines right now. Um, well, so, okay, one other thing I'll say that's really cool. You, you throw something in there, um, you know, like you, you put a piece of text in and then it's like, would you like voice A, B, C, or D? And you can listen to like all the voices saying the same thing and it's kind of cool. Um, but in any case, something that is driving or that is grabbing a lot of headlines is the fact that unlike Meta, who usually will open source a lot of these AI tools and approaches they're using, um, they're choosing not to make the model or the code for this public because they say that the potential for misuse is too dangerous. So kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast with, you know, people using these for spam or scam or all sorts of other things. I think this model, they're going to have to get a lot of things right. Um, especially with the fact that you can take two seconds of audio and clone someone's voice. It's going to be, it's going to be game over. I think this is an important time to, you know, remind everyone, you know, that, uh, AI can clone voices and everything that you hear is not necessarily someone's actual, someone's actual voice. It's important to verify, especially if there's any sort of phone calls asking you for money definitely verify the voice and a lot of people have talked about the fact that uh in today's day and age where there is now voice cloning coming up with code words to you know verify that you're the actual person talking um is important and so i think that is an actual thing that you'll probably want to do and this is going to become more prevalent as time progresses because whether facebook releases this or not inevitably um more of these tools will come come forward and this is going to be something that already is done at a fundamental level it's already possible but it's only going to get more sophisticated in the future which will have some really cool use cases like um you know you can get that you could get something like this to do a whole voiceover for a movie or maybe i'd use it for my podcast although i, I kind of like actually talking i feel like there's some sort of value to a human being actually talking to you right now but uh you know you can see all sorts of use cases for this and so i think that it's important to re to remember um that this is only going to get more complex now the one other thing i will say that is really interesting with this entire model is that Meta claims this is 20 times faster than current models and that it outperforms single purpose models um, through in-context learning by 20x. So I believe they're taking a shot at 11 labs, not 100% sure, but they are claiming to be 20 times faster than a tool like 11 labs, which I think would be absolutely phenomenal, um, you know, if this thing was launched and released. And of course, I would be super interested in using it. Um, as I'm a big fan of Eleven Labs and everything they're doing over there. So if this is any better, I think this would be very interesting to look at. So this is an area we'll definitely have to uh, follow very closely into the future. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AI Box, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. 
If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI dash box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.